Late night anger management no, class. This is sports rage. Level two. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down with uh, Ian Cameron, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them. I don't know what it is with you people. And I said, all right, hold on a second. And Babano's got to jump in. Uh, Dane killed me earlier today. For the love of God, we've done three or four intros today, and they've been stepped on every time. All right, Babano, this better be good. What was it? What was your thought that you couldn't wait for? No, I was just going to say, he, he the, the, pro, the Florida State program, I know when he first got there, Basketball wasn't their thing. They were still in the glory days of their football program being excellent way back when he took over. So he has done good work with that program. No question about that. Uh, you're underselling. You know, don't forget about the Charlie Ward days. Charlie Ward days, old school, man. Um, hell, of a, hell of a basketball player, football player, of course. Uh, you know, FSU's had a little bit of success. But I've been talking about this. There has been... There's been a changing of the guard over the years, Babano, of traditional football power schools that are, are not. They're basketball schools. I can go down the list, and I'll start with my school, Michigan. Look at Michigan. Yep. Michigan's bread and butter has always been known. The big house, football, Bo Schembechler, the team, the team, the team, football, their helmets, their jerseys. Tom Brady went there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Woodson, the Heisman trophies, couple of championships, right? Like football. Football was Michigan. Oh, whatever, dude. Football, the last time Michigan won a title, Brian Greasy was the quarterback. Right? So it's a long time. You know what's happened since then in basketball? I don't know. Two national, you know, uh, national championships. I'll tell you. Four or five. Four or five final four appearances. So Tennessee, another one. Tennessee, Tennessee, like, suck at football. They're better at basketball. Um, Indiana That's has reversed sure right now. Indiana have been a traditional basketball power who are kind of mediocre and middling at basketball now and are suddenly a top-10 football team. There's, like, changing of the guards with some of these universities. But I'm going to tell you now, Babano, we're going to a break. All right? So that means don't don't jump in. Don't, like, uh, say one more thing right now. <laughs> All right. See? Can you hear the music, Babano? You hear that? You hear that? That's heavy metal music for battle. That means that means silence on the set. New policy. Silence on the set. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Um, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late night anger management class continues. I am Renzi. Uh, throwing it down with Ian Cameron, Babano kicking it with us. Pete Annapolis will step up and in later. We're going to get into some NBA basketball as uh, the countdown to tip-off uh, is on. 
We just don't want to inform you. You know, there's a lot of tough times right now going on in the world. Business is closing. You know, families worried about, uh, you know, paying the bills, holidays uh, coming up. So there's a lot of GoFundMe accounts out there. And um, we just started a GoFundMe account for Ian Cameron that's joining us right now. Hey, Ian's a little down because the basketball games have been canceled. <laughs> Uh, so uh, it's a GoFundMe. Ian Cameron needs college basketball in his life, <laughs> um, and you know we'll see we'll see what we can do. But man, a little little picker upper, little picker upper uh, for you. But don't worry, um, as they say, they play the national anthem every day, and uh, well, there'll be more games to bet on, including NFL football. So we were talking about the Rams game, tough spot. So let's move on. Uh, let's blast through the board here a little bit. Um, Arizona now. Oh my God, Babano. This is crazy. I'm loving it. Um, you know, McDonald's isn't paying us, but I'm going to say it. I actually did eat there tonight. And you know what? Their chicken uh, nuggets were actually not bad. Um, the Rams are now four and a half, Babano. People, it, it keeps coming down. Four and a half now. It's just moved. Yeah, people see New England winning three in a row. And, uh, Liking what they've seen in the last three weeks, I'm like I say, I'm pumping the brakes uh, on what we've seen from the Patriots. The, the the Baltimore win was in bad weather. The Arizona, they couldn't have played worse. Arizona when they played New England. The Chargers are a dead team. They're playing better defense. That's the good news. But they're playing an LA Rams team. I just think if you match up these two rosters, you know, position for position, I'd rather have the Rams roster. And I'd much rather have the Rams roster. Now, maybe it's not going to play out that way. And New England is a tough team to bet against in December because that's always year after year with Bill Belichick when they're playing their best football, when they're peaking and they're getting ready for playoff time. Well, they may not even make the playoffs this year, but you catch my drift. They seem to play their best. They seem to cover numbers in December, and they're playing their best right now. I just think the Rams are better, and I like the angle you mentioned earlier with the Super Bowl loss. Many of those Rams players are still on this team, and, of course, McVay on this team. They wouldn't mind getting a little bit of vengeance for uh, that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots a couple years ago. So there are some things that worry me about uh, backing the Rams in this game, but still, it's the only side I would consider betting. Hopefully it drops to four. Hopefully it keeps. Hopefully it keeps. It keeps dropping. Um, we should note that uh, the the Rams are 0 and 2 against the AFC East uh, so far this year. They lost to the Bills and they did lose to the Dolphins. Um, but both those games were actually on the road too, so that's that's worth noting that both the games are on the road. All right. They're so, also the two best teams in the division, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good, good, good call, Babano. <laughs> Uh, two teams would have combined. You had nine and three and eight and four teams. Not bad, right? But bad. Oh, you're right. Very good. Good Not point. Not hey, thank you very much. Thank you. I, I, I see. I agree with you on that. All right. So, how about this one? So, speaking of which, uh, the Rams just beat the Cardinals uh, this past week. That's seven straight times they've beaten the people. Oh, Kyler Murray, this, whatever, dude. Kyler Murray's zero and four against the the Rams. So, uh, so now you get the Cardinals. The Cardinals are one and four in their last five football games, Babano. And they should be 0-5 if for not that stupid Hale Murray uh, against the uh, the Buffalo Bills. And so we got a little movement here. It was three. I, mean, I think it might have I'm crazy. It might have been three and a half earlier in the week. But anyways, it's two and a half right now. This giant team, bros, won four football games in a row. Wow. What do you what do you think about this one? Yeah, and the fact they won last week with Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy was awful. All right. And they still won the game outright as double-digit underdogs against Seattle. And that tells you all you need to know about where the Giants' defense is right now. It has gotten progressively better 
week in and week out. And now, of course, they've got a good chance to have Daniel Jones back this week at quarterback. And now that's going to make the offense better. And I don't like the signs I'm seeing from Arizona, you know, the last few weeks. I'm seeing that they're having trouble getting any sort of run game going. I think defenses are starting to key in on Hopkins. What's happened to Christian Kirk and Isabella and some of these other receivers that are supposed to step up and help Kyler Murray out? I'm not seeing them making big plays down the football field right now. And on defense, you know, Arizona's, Arizona's pass rush game has not been the same since Chandler Jones got injured, you know, a few, several weeks ago. That's when really they've had Jared Goff at all the time in the world, you know, to find receivers down the field last week. That's going to be a problem here where you got one defense fading and the other team defensively playing much better. For me, I could only look Giants. Yeah, you know, a hot Giant. As you stated, uh, good point, Babato, as far as that Giant defense is concerned, huh? You know, I talked about it earlier in the season. And, you know, I had my question marks about Joe Judge and, you know, the raw rawness and the attitude and all that. But they're buying in. And it depends on if you're winning. And he didn't lose them. He didn't lose the room when they were losing. Right? That, that's, that was a good thing. He didn't lose the room when they were losing early because he told them, I see progress. There's progress, guys. And, look, you know, I saw this football team up close for a couple of years. And... Dude, they were soft, bro. Like, the embarrassment. Like, for an organization, Leonard Marshall, come on, man. Lawrence Taylor, you know, Mark Bavaro, tough guys. You know what I'm saying? Tough dudes. Giants are tough. And they were soft, man. They kicked tackle. Their defense sucked. Like, they're just soft. An embarrassment to the city of New York. And uh, Joe Judge said, no more, man. Like, you know, we got to toughen up. And I could tell early. I brought it up, like, even in weeks one and two. And, you know, listen, I'm the president of the Daniel Jones fan club, too, not just Jared Goff, right? <laughs> but I brought it up. I'm like, you can just tell, Babano, the Giants finishing their tackles more, getting to the ball faster, ripping the ball, yep. angrier. Just everything was angrier, faster, better. Like, you know what I mean? And takes a little while to dial it up. But now you look, Babano, as you stated, they terrorized them, bro. That 12 points, you know they scored a late touchdown. They had three They, dude, they had three points and a safety only. They, they, they scored a late garbage touchdown in that game. So Seattle, they held Seattle to 12 points, and it was a lucky 12. Cincinnati to 17, I get it, backup quarterback. Philadelphia, 17. Uh, Washington, 20. Ooh, Tom Brady in that potent offense put 25 up on him. Going back all the way to Philadelphia, 22 on him. Going back to Washington, 19. Like, dude, like this defense, it's pretty been pretty solid all year, Babano, but it's actually just dialing it up a notch from giving up like 22, 23 points a game. Now to give it up, look, last three games, 17, 17, and 12 points allowed. You may not think it, or anybody that, that may be looking back on what the Giants have done this season may not think it, at least initially. But to me, the turning point in this Giants season, even though it was a game they lost, was that game they nearly beat the Bucks and Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. I think that was the very beginning of the Giants starting to get things together, defense starting to play better. Let's not forget the first half of that Tampa game that Monday night, Brady and the Bucks offense didn't look very good against that Giants defense. I think that's the game where they started to get some confidence going, and then they've really built on that ever since then, and that's really, I think, where the Giants season really started to shift in the other direction. Ian Cameron kicking it with a sports pub. Uh, radio. So Arizona lays two and a half, total 45 and a half. Looks like Danny Dimes going to be back under center for Big Blue. Uh, Dallas, I, I don't want to waste a lot of time on this game, Abado, but 
Ugh, Dallas Cowboys. Stuart <laughs> is just a Dallas. Bengals. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, any any opinion? Do you okay, want to lay points Dol- on the road with Dallas, or can you take oh. Cincinnati at any number right now? That's your options. Okay, so let me. Uh, and this isn't like oh, Vavano told us to take this, and I'm not doing it either. But Andy Dalton goes back. Let's just say there's no choice. You have to pick this game. Like I, uh, I gotta say I don't like it. A grin and bear it, but give me the Bengals plus three and a half. I'm not betting the game. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not betting with it, you because <laughs> I won't lay points with that. Not after what I saw last night. Like I saw that that defense is is terrible. There are running backs for Baltimore last night that are ten yards past the line of scrimmage before there's even a finger laid on them by a Dallas Cowboy defender. And there's receivers running wide open down the field. I don't know what they're doing in their secondary. You know, with oh, rece- busted coverages all over the place. It's with a bat with a defense that was as bad as that that was last night. I can't lay three on the road. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I'm Renzi. Shout out to our boy Ventra. Loving the uh, Joe Judge and Giants or Revival uh, right now. I love it. I'm back on the wagon now, too. We're back on the wagon. You know what? The last time... Pretty crazy. The last time a football game was played at MetLife uh, uh, MetLife Stadium with fans, I was there. And it was an XFL game, a battle. New York Guardians, baby. And uh, (laughs) New York Guardians. And they covered. Yeah, that's the last sporting event that I was at. And it was right before the lockdown. And it's pretty crazy because I was so into it that and I won money. It was a great day. It was a Saturday. It was freezing. I had coronavirus without knowing it. <laughs> so I was sick as hell. I was wasted. Uh, I was there with Rutgers Row. Uh, Corey Parson was at the book, bunch of people, uh, rigs, uh, all of our crew was all hanging out at the sports book. And they were like, you're nuts. It's freezing out there. <laughs> and like, I'm like, man, I'm going to the XFL. <laughs> and I met these dudes like that. You know, I didn't even know them or anything, but we hit it off. Hey, what's up, man? Like, Started talking and like they're like, hey, didn't we see you in a TV commercial? And I was all drunk, right? So I was like, yeah. I said, come back to the Meadowlands with me. I'm the mayor over here. <laughs> like, so they loved it. I brought them back to the Meadowlands. I was like, you know, VIP treatment. They're like, man, you know, you're the man. So we had a great time. We covered. And I swear, I was supposed to go to a Raptor game, Babano. All right, the following weekend, and uh, I was supposed to go to a Raptor game. And I had to, some personal business to take care of, and I was sad. I was like, man, I was looking forward to this Raptor game for so long, but now I'm upset by battle because I'm going to miss the big Houston roughneck New York Guardian game next week here, right? Like, because everyone at the end of the day was like, oh, you got man, into it, all, yeah. 
Yeah, everyone's like, oh, well, we're all going to meet here next Saturday. We'll all meet here again. I'll see you at one. And I was like, guys, I got to leave town next week for the weekend. And they're like, no, no, you got to cancel. And I was actually going to cancel for guys I just met. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 don't worry. I'm not missing this game. I was acting like it was the Super Bowl. I was like, I'm not missing Houston and New York next week. P.J. Walker, we're going to take the Guardians plus the points. And uh, all week, I was like, damn, I'm going to miss the game. I'm going to miss the game. Boom. That was the first game shut down by COVID. The XFL was the first ones out of the gate to get shut down, Babano. They shut it down. Because <laughs> remember, New York got broke first. So they were like, yeah, yeah there's no XFL game here this week. <laughs> and then... I was like, yeah, I'm not getting on a plane right now either. <laughs> like, so my trip was canceled. It's like, I'm not going to the airport in the middle of an outbreak, right? And I have traveled a lot since then, but yeah, it's the last sporting event. So I can't wait to get back to, uh, I can't get, get, get wait. I want to see the Giants. First thing with fans I want to see, though, I got to be there with the Dodgers for the uh, the World Series uh, banner. Couldn't be there for the championship, uh, but we, we can be there for the banner. So, it's, uh, well, I don't know when there's fans allowed. I'm going to have to get that shot. Are you going to get the vaccination, Babano? Or are you uh, anti-vaxxer, or are you going to get the vaccination? Uh, I'm definitely not against it. I'd get it. I wouldn't hesitate. All right, good. So you'll be allowed in a sporting events, because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I just saw a thing tonight. Yeah, if I want to see a Ticat game again at some point in my life, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It makes sense to get the vaccination, yeah. I just saw a thing tonight that... Uh, 50% of Americans, 50% of Americans uh, asked would not get the vaccination. Like, even though it's available, not yet, but it will be whatever. So that's the battle. Like, so like people think, oh, everything's going to be fine suddenly. Like, only 50% of people actually are saying, yeah, I'll do it. So you know what? I think we might all get sports and concert tickets for cheaper. Got to be willing to get a shot, but, you know, we'll all get tickets for cheap because the market's going to shrink by 50%. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, all right, so let's keep moving. So, yeah, suck, suck that game. Who cares? Bengals and Cowboys. Broncos and Panthers, I don't have a... Uh, I, do you have a strong opinion on it? I don't. Broncos, Panthers. I would I leave with I'd, the Panthers. I'd only take Carolina. I'd only yeah. take Carolina. They're off a bye. I know they're 4-8, and eight and it's been a really rough go, but with yeah, that Panthers rule, the helm, right. motivational oh, guy... You know, he's a guy that I think can get them back on the tracks. And for, and for Denver, it's the second straight road game. You know, Drew Locke just Coming was off awful KC again. Game. And I feel bad yeah. for Denver's defense. Yeah, against Kansas City. Gutted it out, had a chance, and fell short. That's not the kind of spot I trust Denver in now. Back-to-back -back on the road, fresh and rested Carolina team. It was looking like they get McCaffrey back. Now they're not so sure. He had a setback with his injury earlier today, so now he's back down to questionable. But nevertheless, I think Carolina's like three and a half, four at home. I'd lay the points. Yeah, of course. I have over two or three of my fantasy football teams. I hate getting the number one draft pick. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, Houston Texans and the Bears. Here's another one that I'm like, eh. And guys, I actually do like some games, but they're coming up later in the rotation. Uh, Houston and Chicago. I'll say this about Houston-Chicago. I'll say this about that yeah. game. Who on earth has the guts to bounce back from the kind of loss each of those teams suffered last week? Like for Chicago to, to blow the game the way they did against the Lions, they had a 10-point lead with two and a half minutes left. And somehow so they they're, lost they're, to Detroit. They lost and then worse. if you're Houston, you've got the ball on the goal line. A bad snap yeah. leads to a fumble and you lose. And you yeah. and you were going to win the game because you were going to punch that in against the Colts. So who's going to yeah, bounce yeah, back? Yeah. I would I would trust Houston more, to be honest with you, with Cornell and Watson to bounce back than the Chicago yes. team. 
with Matt Nagy railing at them, you know, we're going to find out, you know, we got to be more professional. And Chicago is the worst of those two evils. It's Houston for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree. I'm just always wrong with Bear games. So I, 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 I got to <laughs> stay away. But yeah, yeah, if I would take Houston if I had to there. Kansas City and Miami. You know, I'm thinking this game could turn into a track meet a little bit. KC's been in bad weather quite a bit. now, So now they're going to Miami. What do you make of this one, Babano? Fun football game here. We're going to find out about the, the Dolphins. Can they match up uh, with this KC team? Uh, KC lays seven right now, total 49 and a half. Yeah, well, we saw last week, Dicey, the, you know, double-digit favorite for the first time in forever Miami to lay points with them. But here they are back in that role where they're good. And I like Miami here. I really do. I mean, don't look now, but yep. Kansas City's 0-4, ATS, their last four. You know, they've been clearly overvalued. They look like they're a team that's content with just finding a way to win and moving on to the next game. They're not interested in margins. They're now a much more balanced offense. They're not just relying on Mahomes. They want to run the football a lot. Miami's defense, I think, is good enough. Look, if Denver did what they did, you know, to Kansas City last week in at Arrowhead, why can't Miami's defense hold the Dolphins in there? I know Tua, it's been up, it's been down. But he hasn't thrown an interception, Gabe, since he's been the starting quarterback with seven touchdowns. He's protected the football at least. I think that goes a long way to keeping Miami right in this game. Uh, and, of course, in terms of the AFC East, this is a must game for Miami to try to keep pace with the Bills, your Buffalo Bills, Gabe. So I think Miami plus the points makes a game of this. Yeah, yeah settle down, Babano. Nobody's catching anybody. Uh, <laughs> nobody's, nobody, nobody's catching anybody here. No, you're right, though. The only thing is, my concern is, I like the over of this game. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be some points put up on the board. I, I don't, I don't, I, I totally, I agree with what you said, Babano, and props to you. I gave you props on the show the other night um, when you weren't here. So um, I did. I saw your tweet on Sunday night uh, before the Bronco game, and I think you said, I don't know if you said you were betting it, but you said you think the, 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 the Chiefs could be flat and the point spread is way too high uh, in the game. You know what, though? I did. This I remember year, guys, that, yep. What was the spread? Was it 13? Was it something stupid like that? What was the 13, spread? It was 13 huh? and a half, Denver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that was it. That's what I was going to say. So, guys, seven times, guys, this year, there's been a point spread of 13 or more in the NFL. The underdog is 5-2 and two ATS. So that puts the Jets in a spot. But I was just going to say, this sort of feels like a week that the Chiefs could win by 10, win by 14, dial it up a notch a little bit. Like I said, they're going to be in the sun. They're finally out. I can see them having fun. You know, like you said, they're sort of like they seem bored, but I don't know. I think the Dolphins could excite them a bit. Hey, it's Tua, and let's let's you know, let's put some points up. And can Miami's defense stop them too? That's the thing. Can Miami slow them down enough? It's almost I feel like Mahomes and company are good for a big for an explosion game. I'm gonna like the over here. I'm thinking like 34-24 Chiefs or so uh, in that in that ballpark. I, I'm thinking it's a higher scoring game. What about the Bucks and the Vikings? I'm not ready to lay six and a half points. Are you buying into the Vikings if they turn the corner for real right now? They, I know they have the bye week, which is going to help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I'm a little bit uncomfortable laying six and a half with them here uh, in this game as well. And look, Minnesota has been a pathetic favorite, you know, and they've shown it. What, three straight games, yeah. they've been favorites. They barely beat Carolina, barely beat Jacksonville. That does worry me a little bit, but something's not right with Tampa. I'm convinced. I mean, the last few weeks, it's just the things have been a little bit off chemistry on offense. Isn't there Antonio Brown. They thought he was bringing him in. Look out now with all the weapons we have. And 
the offense hasn't taken on, and the defense, which started out the season actually looking like an improved group, man, have they regressed, you know, the last few weeks. I don't know what's going on with the Bucks' defense, but they've got to clean it up. All of a sudden, things are starting to come apart for that defense a little bit, and they're giving up big plays on the ground. That's worrisome when you're playing Minnesota, because if Dalvin Cook can run, that makes Kirk Cousins a better and more effective quarterback. So I'm kind of with you. I have a little lean to Minnesota there. And I know you know, Babano, about Mike Zimmer and the Vikings and his legendary ATS status when it comes against non-division opponents, right? This is where they make their bread yep. and butter. And uh, let's get into it. So uh, Mike Zimmer, 12-3 and three straight up, 10-4 and four against the spread against the NFC South. He's 6-1 and one against the spread against the NFC South as an underdog. Zimmer is 47-24-2 against the spread against non-division opponents. Like, these aren't just sort of small numbers and trends. Like, there's something to it. Like, Zimmer, yeah, these division games, and you're right. You don't want to lay points. No one's going to want – I'm surprised. You know what, Brandon? You almost need to know. It's got that trap number, right? Everyone thinks Minnesota sucks. How come the number's not 7.5 then? How come it's only 6.5? It's like, like you said, all oh, mighty it's Tampa. It's almost like bait. Bait to bet yeah, Tampa yeah. a little bit. Feels that way. I'm like yep. in Minnesota. I'm like in Minnesota. All right. A couple of thanks for hanging out, Babano. More Babano on the other side here. We'll get to more games. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Come on, you stupid horse! I got my last ten bucks on you! No! Don't look at me! Run! No! Don't come over here! Uh, oh, boy. Late Night Anger Management Class, I'm Renzi. Ian Cameron, kick in with us. Uh, subscribe to his newsletter, get on his uh, list, uh, and uh, more. Watch his uh, videos, he's all over the place. Uh, especially, I know he's excited for the start of the National Hockey League season, whenever that's going to be. Um, when, when is that, anyways? They haven't come to a deal yet, right? They, they're proposing this division, but we don't have a deal. They haven't. So what's... They haven't, but they've, they've decided January 13th is their targeted start date, and if they hammer out all the final details that's and it gets the, uh, the vote through the through the Board of Governors. That's what they're saying. January 13th is what they're targeting. Now, the, what they're proposing is there's not going to be any exhibition games or preseason games. They're going to do a January 1st training camp, and then they'll go right into the season 12 days later. That's their plan, at least. Yeah, I think it'll be February. It's just too soon. Like, that's, dude, it's already December. We're getting there now, whatever the date is. December the 9th, 10th. I don't know. I don't even care anymore. December the 10th, I think <laughs> it is. Uh, whatever. <laughs> It's a different date wherever we're on anyways right now, Babano. All right, so uh, NFL, let's keep it rolling. Both you and I, like I said, I'm under-impressed with the Buccaneers. You know, it's funny. I didn't think they were going to be great, but they're not as good as I thought they would be. And they're not on the same page. Like, that's what it comes down to. And Bruce Arians blames everybody all the time. But, you know, they don't um, – and I don't know. You can never know. I'm not there. But word behind the scene, you know what I mean? The word is – 
that Brady and Arians, it's not good. Like, Brady doesn't like him ripping him. I know he plays along that doesn't bother him. He doesn't like it. And the other thing is that they never change the offense for Brady. Like, they, if you guys notice, like, they're not really they're, – they're running the same thing that they did with Winston that they wanted to. And I don't know, like, Arians is an idiot that doesn't understand. Brady can't throw the ball down the field, right? Brady's a quick hit guy. But he's a deep shot, vertical passing offense. It's always been that way with Bruce, way way back to when he had Palmer in Arizona. He's always coached and schemed offense that way. I know, but they they knew you know this bringing Tom Brady in. You're bringing Brady in for his smarts, for his, you know what I mean? You've got to say, all right, let's go with the 20 plays that Tom does best. Except, no, they're like, oh, well, and and then Arians gets mad. Well, you know, the, the execution, yeah. the play call was good, but the execution, well, whatever, dude. But word is out in the NFL. Like I said, I don't know, like quarterbacks are talking about, they're like, yeah, Brady's pissed. And like, they're not using Brady properly. Do, like do, they're do asking think, him Gabe, to do what Winston did. Do you think, Gabe, it might be a ego thing and a I'm the, I'm the man around here thing where Bruce Arians says, this is the offense I've run for years. Arians he goes, is I a don't psycho care if he's Tom panel. Brady. He's coming in here. He's going to learn my offense. He's going to learn yeah. how to play and be successful yes. in my offense. I kind of think there's that little, oh, I'm the guy that's going to oh, call the shots around here element, not you. He's a big jerk. He is, Babano. Like, you know what I mean? He got overhyped. He had a good year. He was with Pittsburgh. You know, he was on the staff, and then he, he, he had a good year with Carson Palmer once, but You'll notice, like, who's a coach that throws his players out of the bus more in the NFL than this guy? It's never his fault. You know what I mean? He never – it's always the players. Oh, they this. Remember last year? Dude, Winston, whatever. Yeah, Winston turned the ball over to twice a game. He also threw four touchdowns a game, pretty much. Right? And what did Arians say? Oh, can I win with someone else? Oh, of course I can. Right? Like, he's got no respect (laughs) for his players, Babano. Like, even Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So you see, like, oh, I used to think, oh, he just doesn't like Jameis, and he's an, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, and he's just a jerk. But no, look, he treats Tom Brady like a jerk, too. Right? Like, Arians yeah. is just the yeah. smartest guy in the room all the time, Babano. There, to me, this from a mile away looks like an element of him saying, you know what, I don't, I don't give a damn. I don't give two craps if you're Tom Brady. You're going to conform to me and the way I want to run this offense, not the other way around. Yeah, but it doesn't, that's not conducive to helping his own his own well-being, which I don't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not an ego game. Yep. It's like, well, how do we make this work, right? Like, it's not an ego game. And all we need to know, guys, look at Mike Evans. Mike Evans is non-existent. For fantasy players and whatever, and a prop, yeah, he'll score you a touchdown. Dude, you, how happy do you think Mike Evans is right now in this offense? Right? Yeah, How happy really. There's Mike a reason Evans. I haven't bet Mike Stop. Evans props uh, in any game recently. <laughs> yeah, he might score a touchdown, but he'll have two catches, three catches. So you have one of the best wide receivers in the league, but you can't use them, right? Like, But you could, but you don't want to scheme anything, so you'll just tell him, well, go right down the field, and we're not going to throw it to you over and over. It's like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense fundamentally. And, and good coaches adapt to the players that they have and say, all right, this is what he does well. Let's, like, the Bills are good at that. They're like, all right, this is what Josh does great. This is what he doesn't. This is, let's eliminate this. Let's go with this. It's called coaching. Like, I don't know. These coaches, like I said, he's just a jackass. I've all, you know, I, I used to I used to be, I used to drink the Kool-Aid with Arians until I realized it's just about him, right? He's not really, he's just a jerk. It's just, it's just about him. So, all right, more, so now these are not. speaking of the Bills. Yeah. I was just going to say, Gabe, the more I see the Bills offense, the more I'm thinking to myself, I hope Sean McDermott's enjoying the quality time he's having right now with Brian Dable. 
because he may not yeah, have him around much longer. I, I think that he's going to be on some head coaching interview lists in the very near future. Yeah, I know. You're right. Good call. He will be. Yeah, and he's probably going to be successful. You know, we're talking to you guys, Alabama. Like, Dable, this hasn't been handed to Brian Dable. Like, he's worked his way up the ladder. He's from the Buffalo area. He's coached in college, worked with uh, – he's been 18 years, guys, in the NFL now. 18 years experience in the yep. AFC East, that division alone. Like, you know what? I but hate to say it, but – You said might something be the very new, important there, Morenzi. New York you Jet said, head coach. Yeah. That'd be a good hire for the Jets, man. You got Trevor Lawrence and this guy. But, but what will go on, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You did say something very important, though. Brian Dable's from the Buffalo area. So what does that mean? It means he's, there's it's going to have to be a good fit a good situation and something to knock his socks off maybe to leave. You know, it's going to have to be something really good because he's got his family there. Yeah, he's done a great job. Um, so, okay, now, Babana, we start to get – and listen, I'm intrigued. So now we get into the games. Listen, the Rams game, do I love it? No, it's a tough spot. But, yeah, it's down to four and a half now. Giants, tough game, but I lean with the Giants. Cowboys, Bengals, train wreck. Broncos, Panthers, you know what? I'm going to bet the Panthers. Houston and Chicago, we all know I'm a liar, and I'm not going to stay away. I'm going to take Houston in the end. <laughs> I like the over, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. <laughs> I agree with you. To go over. Uh, I'm leading with the Dolphins plus the points. But now, Babano, I get into these games that I like. And you know what? I like Tennessee a lot. I like Ryan Tannehill a lot. I love Derrick Henry, but I don't love them laying seven and a half points. Jacksonville have been scrappy, Babano. They're in every game they play, pretty much. They're in every game they play, Babano. They are. I, I, I like Tennessee more than anything in a teaser in that game. I don't know if I'd want to lay seven, but I think they absolutely win that game because Mike Vrabel tore a strip off the team after the losing to Cleveland. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to show up here in this game and win the game. I like them in a teaser. I don't love the seven, but I'd lay it before I take Jacksonville. Look, Mike Lennon played good at times, but push came to shove. Jacksonville's just all they've done is find ways to lose. I think they will here, and I'll, I'll be on the over again. With Tennessee, all it does is cash every single week. This is still an over machine, this Titans yeah, team, yeah, yeah. and it probably will be again on Sunday. I'm just going to throw. I, 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 good, good points. You're right. Tennessee nine two and one of the over. But I'm just going to ask everybody right now, who has a better record against the spread this year, Tennessee or Jacksonville? Jacksonville, six and six, a robust. They right? have rolled over. Battle? They have not. A yep. robust six and six. All right. Tennessee five and seven. <laughs> Tennessee five and seven. Um, let's look at um, head-to-head matchups. Oh, well, well, well. They played earlier this year. Tennessee won by three points. Got all that they can handle. 33-30 in that football game. Um, you know, so that's earlier this year. Let's look at Jacksonville. And I agree, dude. I think Mike Glennon's one of the worst. The, the fact that Mike Glennon's a multimillionaire is a crime in this world, Babano. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like God bless him for Give his some work of that ethic, money to the people yeah. that are in over yeah, their heads like, with COVID now, now and trying to put food well, on I've the table. Said, I hear you there, yeah. I've always said, yeah, Mike Glenn is terrible, all right? But I'm also going to say, look at this, Babano. Look at Jacksonville's offense, bro. Whether it was Jake Luton, whether it was Gardner Minshew, whether it's Mike Glennon. They, they do that running back kid. Robinson, he's a stud. Um, they got good wide receivers. Robinson, They're yeah. scrappy. Robinson's a stud. Uh, they've got wide receivers. Look at the results of Jacksonville. All right, they lost last week to Minnesota, 27-24 in overtime on the road. The week before, they played against a very good Cleveland Brown team. They lost uh, at home in Jacksonville, 27-25 by two. All right, they lost to Pittsburgh, 27-3, bad day. 
at Green Bay getting 13 and a half. They lost 24-20, nearly won the game outright. Week before that, they played the Houston Texans. They hosted the Texans. They were getting seven. They lost by two points. All right, they lost by two points. I could go on. Like, dude, this has been, you know, look at the last one, two, three, four, five, six. Their last six football games, they've only lost um, in their last five, let's go five games, because uh, the math is killing me. In the last five games, they've only lost by more than four points once, Babano. They're in every damn football game, I'm telling you. Yeah, and that's why they've been they've been a good the one game that they haven't covered during this run it was Pittsburgh, where it just got away from them in the second half. But other than that, you're right; they've been in every single game. Other than that, the one I'm, that's sticking out to me uh, on Sunday is the Saints laying seven against Philly. I think the number's short, believe it or not. Now, the one concern is they've got Kansas City next week. The Saints; it's a huge game. But New Orleans is eight and zero without Drew Brees the last two seasons. Can you believe that? And not only straight up, ATS as well. It was Teddy Bridgewater last year. All he did was come in, win games for the Saints, cover numbers without Drew Brees, and now Taysom Hill's doing the same thing. And Taysom Hill's getting better, all right? I've watched now the Saints closely the last few weeks. He's getting better and better each week, and the passing yardage numbers for him are going up each week. He's getting more comfortable, and I'm not buying Jalen Hurts is all of a sudden going to save the season and rally the troops and spark the Eagles. I mean, the one play he made was a fourth down, chuck it up to the end zone, and his receiver made a play. <laughs> you know, that's that's what got everybody excited about Jalen Hurts. I thought, you know, and then they got the punt return, which he had no part of. You know, so let's calm down with, wow, he got the Eagles going. I think Green Bay fell asleep, to be honest with you, in the second half last week. I, I think the Saints, even if they are somewhat lethargic, they could probably still win by more than a touchdown. I just think the Eagles are unsalvageable right now. Ian Cameron with us, man. Time has just flown by. I appreciate you joining us in the late night hours here, Babato. We've got a couple of more minutes uh, with you. I want to squeeze in some college football. So much talk about Ohio State, blah, 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 and all that type of crap. Uh, but um, I'm liking um, I'm liking some of these other games. There's some still, you know, there's college football besides the top two teams in the country all the time, guys. I hate that. That's what I hate about this stuff. Everybody just ignores everybody else. Like, dude, there's nine undefeated teams right now, Babano, still including, how about the San Jose State Spartans? San Jose State Spartans, like two and a half. Nevada, uh, visit uh, Nevada and San Jose State, wherever the hell they're playing that game, because it's not in San Jose State. So we'll have to look that up. Um, uh, what else do we they're got? They're playing in uh, Las Vegas, I believe. Yes. Oh, Sam Boyd Stadium. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Um, what else do we got? USC? USC Trojans? UCLA? Uh, there's, yep. there's another, another one. Another rivalry. Yeah, another undefeated team. USC only like USC's like two and a half. What do you think of that game? Have you kicked the tires on this game yet? USC lays two and a half against UCLA. I like the over, and there's part of me that thinks USC is a little overrated because they beat the crap out of Washington State last week. Washington State, as soon as you could tell a team's just out of the game, that and you could tell early with Washington State, they weren't in that game. And USC took it. USC's obviously Keaton Slovis, really good offense, but we need to start respecting what UCLA's done. Now, you know, Chip Kelly, year three, they're finally starting to show, and they have a defense finally. I think UCLA could win that game, and all the money's poured in on UCLA this week so far, and that makes me think there's where there's smoke, there's fire. I like the over, they're and wrong. I think the Bruins might win it. Fight, fight on, Trojans. All right, we'll wrap up with Vano on the other side.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management class continues. Level two winding down. We have Pete Annapolis stepping up at level three. We're getting some NBA basketball, some college talk as well. Just uh, trying to squeeze in some college football with Ian Cameron. Vibano, uh, though, uh, where can everybody find you and all your picks uh, this weekend? Uh, Twitter at Bobano. You can email Bobano350 at gmail.com. Doing videos on Pub Sports Radio, my own channel uh, as well uh, on YouTube. So we've got lots going on and uh, on Twitter at Bobano. All right, on Twitter uh, at uh, Bobano. Okay, so just blasting through some of these college games this week. There's some fun games. Everybody focused in. Like I said, I, I'm a fan of the San Jose uh, State Spartan team. Starkle's done a great job. Uh, Brennan, the coach, good program. Uh, big, big game for these guys. I didn't think they were going to roll into Hawaii last week and win, and they did. They handled their business again, and they're close to running the table here. <laughs> so, you know, like this is a massive game for them. Dude, they haven't been uh, they haven't been this good. If they win this next game, it's the first time, I think, since 1939. It's their best record since 1939. Uh, what do you make of the games this weekend? It's kind of strange seeing Alabama play somebody too, isn't it, uh, Babano? That um, play, seeing uh, Alabama play someone that like after Auburn, <laughs> you know what I mean? Alabama, Arkansas. But well, what do you make of the card this week? Yeah, that that game. By the way, that San Jose State Nevada game winner is going to the Mountain West Championship game to face Boise. So that's essentially what that game is going to determine. It's a massive game. I've won a bunch of winner uh, Nevada games this year betting Nevada. I've also won a bunch betting San Jose State. They've actually been two teams that have rewarded me this year. So I don't love a side in that game. I do think that game could push its way up and over the total, though. San Jose State's offense, 35, 34, 28, 38 the last four weeks. We know Nevada with Carson Strong. That offense is usually good to get in the 30s, high 20s. So I think we get over the total with Nevada-San Jose State. The game I like quite a bit Saturday rivalry game is Virginia-Virginia Tech. These are two ships going in different directions right now. Uh, Virginia's 4-1 and one straight up, 5-0 and oh ATS their last five. Very fast, but you know, only. Yeah, I like Virginia. Wrong team favored. Virginia Tech, guys opting out. It's been a rough go. Two quarterbacks injured. I think Virginia wins. 